Warning. What follows is a story of monsters, madness, and mayhem. I'm Nick. And I'm Zach. Welcome to Weird and Feared, a barely educational podcast about global folklore that aims to enlighten, entertain, and expand your world. That's what we do, man. That's what we do. Hell yeah. Uh, so how are we doing? We're doing good. Did you see Seattle has a hockey team now? Yes, I did. Huh. I got thoughts. How about you? Uh, I, what do you think? I don't know. I think it's cool. I think it'll give Vancouver something to... A rivalry, which will be cool. I agree. Because mm-hmm. I hate Vancouver, so... Correct. I mean, it's holdover from the, 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 the Canucks epic, can suck it. The epic wars. Yep. Of the uh, the dynasty versus the Sedin twins, sisters. Oh wow! <laughs> Bold. <laughs> I don't know. That was just like yeah. It's, that's the shit talk went down back ten years ago. Yeah, wow, that's isn't crazy. That, isn't, that, <laughs> isn't that awesome? Yeah. No. Does that feel like ten years ago? No. No. Time doesn't matter. Time's dead. I think time is dead. COVID took a lot of, did a lot of bad things and took a lot of people's lives. It also took time. Yeah. Also, the past four years took time. Like it was time at a slow death, and now it's just done. Yeah. It's, it's dead. Time is dead. Yeah. Goodbye, right. time. Good job. Tick tock. Tick tock. It's over. But yeah. I did notice the Seattle hockey team. Yes, the Kraken. How do you feel about that logo, real quick? I think the logo could use some work. I mean. It's a Kraken. God, like, I get it. Oh, I was just thinking of the S. Right. I get it. Like, it's Seattle. It's yeah. an S. It's like a tentacle. But, like, it's a Kraken, man. Yeah. Like, you don't want to have... Um, Seattle, I was into this with a, with a mutual friend, like, talking about the Krakens. And, like, there was a, the, the team... Bef- like, a, Seattle used to have a hockey team way back in the day. I believe they were the 1917 Stanley Cup champions before the NHL even existed. Could be. Um, they were called the Metropolitans. Sure. Their, their, their sweater looked like Christmas. It was like green, mm-hmm. red, and white. But, because I'm like, why the hell is it a damn, like, of all the Kraken shit, just an S? The Metropolitans logo used to be just like a red S mm. with, like, Seattle, like, written in old-timey letters in it. Okay. So, like, that's the, because, like, maybe they're giving homage to that, because why else would your logo, your guy, be a Kraken, and you not have tentacles, like, splashing, or, like, you know, have a hot... I mean, we went up, there's like fan sites. We were looking up different logos and stuff. I saved a few of them. Not that I expected this to come up in this conversation today because that's pretty <laughs> crazy. <laughs> but it did, I did, um, there was some like, you know, this was like a, a like a fan-made thing, like Kraken Crew. It's a Kraken with a hockey stick. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That's cool. And there was some where like the Kraken looked, he, like, he's kind of a fun cartoony Kraken. Yeah. Some were a little more, you know, there was another one um, somebody had found where it was like, you know, more angry, like kind of, you know, 
Kraken like. Yes. And I mean, if Drag the natu- you to your death in the, the water. Exactly. And I mean, if the natural predators get to have a saber toothed tiger when they're just called the predators, why can't the Krakens have like an actual Kraken? I don't know. The S, the S should be like their alternate, you know, as opposed to an anchor. Guys, you're not trying here. Yeah. You're the Krakens. You know mm-hmm. what those things do? Yeah. They drag ships. Yeah. They take you out. Doom. They take you out. God, uh-huh. I wish. What if in one game? They just said, fuck it, and like a giant crack interrupted from the ice in like the third period. What if, you know how the Red Wings throw octopus on the, on the ice? Yeah. What, what if Seattle, like, they find the Kraken, and they just start throwing Krakens on the ice? <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. They, <laughs> they have to get like a bulldozer to <laughs> forklift to get him out of here. Mm-hmm. Somebody has a Kraken in their pocket. Yeah. Is that a crack in your pocket? <laughs> no, no, no. It's not a crack. <laughs> no, nah, I ain't going to do that. Yeah. There's rules against that, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yes, I am familiar with the uh, Seattle hockey team. Good. Well, before they had a hockey team, the lands were originally inhabited by the... <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the best weird and feared transition I've ever heard. <laughs> In my entire life. I didn't know you were going to go that hard on the, <laughs> the, uh, the, the hockey talk. I mean, the Krakens, man. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Before, All right, before Seattle had a hockey team, <laughs> the lands were originally inhabited by the Susquamish and Duwamish people. <laughs> That's so funny to me. <laughs> All right, I'm listening. Sorry. I'm listening. The first Europeans <laughs> over there over there was a guy named George Vancouver. Ah, oh, jeez. All right. Yeah. So <laughs> from what, what I briefly gathered and was somewhat confused by was that uh, it used to be named New York. <laughs> oh my God. There's already a, there's a York, there's a New York, and this is just New York. That's what I have written here. I don't know. This was in the 1850s. We already had one of those. (laughs) Try again. I mean, no other names? Yeah. You couldn't pick anything else? This is New New York. Yes. New York. All right, guys. Okay. Yeah. Well, eventually they changed the name to Seattle. (laughs) Okay. Which is the anglicized way to say the name of Chief Seattle, which I'm not going to even try to say it the other way. Right. Because it's not going to, nobody's going to benefit from that. So No, no, no. We, yeah, we don't need to try that out. That's nah, okay. So, yeah. <laughs> chief Seattle is where uh, Seattle got its name from, who was a chief of the Squamish and Duwamish people. Uh, at the turn of the century, Seattle was a growing city. It was hard. You know, yeah, tough place. Gold, uh, gold rushers. Is that the right term? Gold rushers? Sounds weird to say. Sure. But yeah, gold yeah. rush people. No, that's weirder. Gold rushers. Yeah, let's stick with that. Loggers, fishermen, shipbuilders. You know, it's right there. A lot of wood, a lot of ocean. 
What what do you got going on over there? You look like <laughs> no, you're about to pop. That's still funny. I gotta I'll let it go. It'll, it'll stop. You. Oh, the transition. No, yeah, yeah. That's still this the carryover. Yeah, I'm all right. All right. Sorry, I didn't mean to. I was doing my best. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Can you feel it right here? Okay. All right. But yeah, logging, gold rushing. A lot of people going out west. Again, that's what people do. They go. Yeah. Out west. When in doubt, go west. When in doubt, go west. Right as far as you can. Um, eventually it became a pretty bustling area. Yeah. And so there's the legend of the chief Seattle, his daughter. So we all know what happened with the Native Americans. Eventually they get kicked off their land. Right. Um, I forget what the order was. I was like... So they all move. They're forced to move. Correct. Uh, the chief, chief Seattle's daughter, she stays though. She's like, you know what? Fuck it. This is my, I'm going to stay here. Going to ride it out? Yeah. See what happens? Yep. So all she right. stays. She lives in like their ancestral home, I guess. Yeah. Even though the hustle and bustle around the city is changing and things are growing, she sticks it out. And she eventually lives... Okay, so her name is... I'm going to mess it up. I got to look. Princess... Shit. Okay, so... uh, Yeah, she decides to stick it out, and she's got a name that I would butcher again, but the English speakers, they change it, and they know her as Princess Angeline. Okay. She was the eldest daughter of Chief Seattle. Okay. Uh, They dubbed her princess because they felt that she was a kind of royalty. Right. They they don't. They had to make that connection familiar to what they're used to. Yeah. Um. So she lived in the area, and she ended up living to a ripe old age of eighty six. Damn it. Yeah. Well done. As Seattle grew around her. Right. She watched the whole thing. Yeah. So there's a picture of her at her home. You can't see it from your angle, but she lives in a very small right. cabin, basically. Sure. Um, but yeah, she lived to a ripe old age. She was known to have her long gray hair braided on both sides of her head. And the city around her grew from about 40,000 in 1890 to uh, 80,000. Uh, come 1900 Jeez. and she died i want to say i want to say 1896 but i don't have that in front of me sure um so huge population boom though right exactly yeah so the city starts to change and fast yeah it starts to grow uh farmers begin bringing their goods to market so a market it grows basically right. uh vegetables fruit milk dairy eggs meat all coming from around the area and she was seen she lived in the heart of it basically yeah so, so then she died though and times change uh, eventually the farmers end up having to sell their goods to wholesalers middlemen of course middlemen 
they kind of ruin it because that's what they do. It's you know. Yeah. Exactly. So the eventually the price of produce uh, soared, and it left the farmers either selling their crops for a loss or not breaking even. They weren't uh, making any money. Okay. It's a bad place to be. Yeah, and it's a it's already a hard life out west in the late 1800s or early 1900s. Yeah, you know? there's no support structure. It's just like you, you're fending for yourself, and whenever you just got to try and get by. Right. So Seattle City Councilman at the time uh, proposed the city create a public market where farmers and consumers could meet directly and sell and buy goods. Seems nice. Yeah. So maybe the farmers make their money. Yeah. People buy the stuff. Cheaper. Yeah. Win-win, right? Yeah, there's nobody jacking up prices to make their own profits, skimming off the top. Mm Mm-hmm. So the the public... Basically, a farmer's market pops up. Yeah. In Seattle. When it was only 80,000 people. I don't know what the population of it now is, but I'm sure it's way bigger than 80,000. I would say... Here, I got the Wikipedia pulled yeah. up right here. I bet... Say a lot. It's going to say relatively quickly. 2019 estimate, 753,000. That's a couple people. Still not as many as I would have guessed, but a lot more still. Right. Um, so, the... Farmer's market pops up, and it was like eight farmers at the time. Okay. They sold out almost instantly. Like Damn. Tons of people came. Okay. They didn't and expect it, the demand. Right. So it was huge. It was a success, right? Yeah. Uh, you always want the sellout. Yeah, it sold out within minutes. Uh, within the next week, 70, oh 70 wagons were gathering daily to sell along the newly named Pike Place Market. Very cool. So the dedication to the new market, the councilman said, the market is yours. I dedicate it to you and may it prove of benefit to you and your children. It is for you to protect, defend, uphold, and it is for you to see that those who occupy it treat you fairly. This is one of the greatest days in the history of Seattle. So just an open place. You come bring your stuff. Sell it just directly sell it. to no consumer. Str- no really strings attached. Just you're there. Mm-hmm. No paying for anything overhead or you just kind of show up and sell your stuff. Do we know that much? If not, that's okay. I'm just curious. I'm just because the concept sounds awesome to me. Just show up here, sell your goods and go home. It's a good concept. Yeah. It's a very good concept. It seems very communal, very more. Yeah. We, we can get into that maybe a little bit later. Sure. Sure. But... Let's keep the kind of story rolling here. Understood, yeah. So the, the farmer's market's doing great still. Yeah. Pike Place Market? Yep. Doing good. And then it proceeds on, you know. Time keeps moving. Yes. The market became a more permanent structure around the 1920s. And it actually did well during the Great Depression, which tells you, how successful this thing was going because people were looking for cheap food farmers were looking to sell their stuff and it actually continued developing when the rest of the country was collapsing because like the supply chain is just farmer to person there's nothing else there 
There's nothing else to get in the way or nothing else to pay for. That sounds great. Yeah. It was great. Then World War II happened. Mm, it's not great. And a large part of the farmers were of Japanese descent. So, oh, <laughs> oh, man. So, do you have that flask over there first? <laughs> Is it all gone? It's low. Yeah. All right, it's fine. Um, I just felt pain in my gut. Yeah, so the internment of thousands of Japanese Americans oh in the United God. States, the majority of the market's farmers were forced from their homes and livelihoods never to return. Oh, my Lord. Uh, Good job, everybody. Yeah. It's unfortunate. It sucks. Yep. But eventually the war ended and the bustling continued. Okay. People moved back. Great. Uh, bargain hunters, you know, soldiers on yes. a budget. Everybody's coming back. The market's still doing well. Yes. But then supermarkets. <laughs> right? The market right. fell on a little bit of hard times, but it still supported an eclectic community of artists and craftspeople. Good. Okay. So then the the history of the market continues on, and it has its ups and downs, was threatened to be demolished in the 60s, and then was saved by the people of Seattle. They, they, were, they were tasked with defending it. Yeah, and now it's still going today. Incredible. Mm-hmm. Still going pretty good. Very cool. You know, have you ever seen videos of like people chucking fish to like people to be sold? Yeah. That's the Pike Place Market. Awesome. In Seattle. And it is a nice little, it actually in the, I think it was the 1970s, they made it a historical landmark. So. Perfect. It's now a, it's yeah, there. It can't, it's. I, I want to say it was. It's stuck. 17 acres of the area or something like that. I don't know, I read a lot about acreage yeah, lately. That nobody can mess with. Right. Good. And so there's like, it's been renovated recently. There's lots of shops. It's very specific type stuff. Like, I actually have the market directory up here. I mean, you can look at all the shops that are in it. Okay. And like, it seems like a kind of place that I would like to go check out. Cause it sounds very cool. Like, you look at, I just opened up something and you got cheese and dairy. And then they got like... uh. Silver Springs Creamery pops up, and it's like a local family-owned farm nearby, and they sell their stuff there. And then you can click on, I'll do, what, honey. Since I do bees, let's see what we got going on. Yeah, there's a f couple different sellers. Pike Bee Works Farm, local honey. Sweet Success, local honey, and goods, it looks like. Yeah. Stuff I mean, like that. I mean, I feel like that's almost even, that's, if, if so many more places had a bunch of local, if they just... You, know, you always hear like buy local, but sometimes it's hard because there's nothing to buy local. They don't have these types of markets. So many places would benefit from having these kinds of things all over the place. I grew. I grew. I grew. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I do. I yes. agree. I, I agree. Seems cool. With you, yes. Uh, and then they got all sorts of fun stuff. Uh, I've never been to Seattle, but it seems cool. I'd like to check it out. It would be incredible. Hopefully somebody listening has been there and can tell us that it is cool yeah and not just looking at their actual website right is making me think it's cool but i, I dabbled around a little bit yeah sounds great mm -hmm. huge supporter but 
many people still see Princess Angeline. Oh, they do, huh? Yeah. Yeah, what's she up to? She. What, what is she doing? Is shopping, typically. Oh. So, she's, so she's in hell. No, it's a good place. It's a good place, yeah. She loves the place. Well, she, this, this is, is her heaven. This is where she lived. This is her home. So where the marketplace was built was where she used to call home. Incredible. And visitors to the Pike Place market have often reported seeing her. And she used to walk with a, a cane. Makes sense. She when she was eighty six at she the time of her there. death. Yeah, exactly. Uh, she was a bent old, wrinkled woman, and she was often seen with a red handkerchief over her head, a shawl around her shoulders, and a cane. And she became a familiar sight back in the day. Apparently, she's still a familiar sight. Damn it! People will be shopping, looking over stores' goods, and think there's a real live living, breathing person next to them. Yes. And then when they go to interact with her, she vanishes. Just gone. Man. Sometimes she looks to appear light, like a blue, like a force ghost, I guess. Okay. Like Got it. illuminated. Yes. Other, other times she changes color when you look at her to like a, a light white or a pink. Okay. And then sometimes she just vanishes. But she just seems to be wandering the, the marketplace, taking in all the, the shops. Damn. Her body lays and rests nearby at a cemetery, but she's... Uh, yeah, so she's not even that far away from where she was buried, so it's just kind of a little jump away. She wasn't kidding when like she decided to stay behind. She's like, nah, I'm here. Yeah. I'm here and I'm here to stay. Yeah. It was her land. And she wanted to be a part of it. So, yeah, she's been spotted there for a long time. Because, like I said, it was it was literally built where her former cabin was. Right, so it's just her home. It's, it's her home. Right. So, yeah, she's buried real by, or right. nearby. Correct. But, yeah. Some say that she moves slowly as if her feet barely touch the ground. Some say she's, you know, walking with that cane. Sometimes she's been spied with a young Indian boy. Apparently, she likes to linger close by a rough wooden column at the center of the lower level. Having not been there, I don't really know what that means, but I've seen it in a few different writings. Okay. So, other people also say that the column is seemingly surrounded by cold air and that photographs have displayed abnormalities. Yeah. I didn't find any photos, but but I mean that's, we know how that goes sometimes, I, right? But that'll do it. I mean, cold spots, of course, it's a telltale sign of a spirit. Photos being weird, mm-hmm. energy, electricity. Yep. Um, several attempts made by Native American shaman have tried to set her spirit at ease and remove her, but yeah. she continues to be seen. Well, it's almost like if she lived a happy life, a good life in Seattle, she's buried nearby. I mean, she is at ease. Yeah, it, it, se- like it she's, seems she's like, at right? home. It seems like, like she's you know, I 
just because my instinct went to uh, groceries, hell. But no, this is her home. This is happy. It's a beautiful place that has been kept alive with the community. Uh-huh. She's around where she lived, only buried a jump, hop, skip, and a jump away. Yeah, she's home. Yeah, so that seems fine. Yeah, I think so. Well, she's not the only one that is haunting this oh, area. Oh, no. Oh, boy. The nephew of the original Pike Place market developer, uh, Arthur Goodwin, has been spied at the market. Okay. He, Arthur was instrumental in developing the market in the early days. And from 1918 to right about Pearl Harbor, Arthur held the job of market director and was often known to look down on the happenings of the market from his upper-level office, which is now the Goodwin Library. Nice. His silhouette is still seen looking down from that library window. He's also been seen swinging a golf club in his old office. Like he's playing golf or like aggressively? I, I would imagine practicing. Okay. Like my dad's a big golfer. Right. And sometimes I just find him yeah. swinging a golf club. And Practice like, swing. Sure. Yeah, sure. What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. No, but yeah, you right. know, you got to get, it's a good Good thing. Yeah, well, you get, get your the, exercise yeah, in, get too. Exercise, rhythm. Mobility. You know, practice makes perfect. Yeah. Get the swing down. Absolutely. <laughs> this one gets me every time. Okay. So, another legend tells of a ghost most often referred to as the Fat Lady Barber. Okay. <laughs> it's quite a character. It's quite a combination of words there. I mean, it's, it's very specific. Yeah, that's a very... I've never heard of that kind... Not that I... It's a very, like you said, very specific person, very tuned in, a lot of details. It paints quite a picture. (laughs) Uh, So, uh, apparently, she allegedly uh, was in the 1950s as a barber. She was known to sing her customers to sleep as she went about her work. As she barbered? As she barbered. She was a hair doctor. Doctor. Um, <laughs> after, after, like she would serenade them as she was cutting their hair. I don't know. Yeah, uh, they would fall asleep, and then she would, you know, help herself to what's ever in their pockets. Oh, okay. I mean, I mean, if they didn't, she they could have said no, but they were sleeping, so I don't know. As if it's a gray area of robbing someone when they're asleep. Yeah. yeah. I would imagine she was singing to them, and she's like, do you mind if I check your pockets? That's what she was singing. And then they wouldn't say anything. And she'd she's be like, like oh. do you mind yeah. if I check your pockets? And then like they pass out, and she takes all their money. Yeah. Well, this is the other part that gets me about the fat lady barber, is that before the renovations were made in the 1970s, apparently she hit a weak spot in the floor and fell to her death. <laughs> and what's her name again? Fat Lady Barber. <laughs> it's just ridiculous, right? Oh man. <laughs> it's just This sounds like one that could have got like spread around in grade school a little bit. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, yeah, did she, 
was she fat in a barber and then when she died like they just said she fell through the fucking floor <laughs> yeah that's, that's what it yeah, said i know right like, I know. <laughs> but they just decided that was how she died they didn't know maybe and they just yeah. that's the legend that got <laughs> yeah she fell through the floor and died jesus yeah so so i'm sure it was the floor's problem yes became everybody's problem it became everybody's problem and today it's the maintenance workers problem because when they're cleaning up around the market they hear the sounds of lullabies being sung in the wind god what a, there's a ghost origin story holy shit right that one's wild that <laughs> one's good that's good <laughs> like that one you almost want to disbelieve because like it's so specific how could you invent this <laughs> yeah. fat lady barber how'd she die oh she fell through the floor <laughs> <laughs> yeah man she was fat I get it. Jesus, that's aggressive. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. I get what you're saying. Oh, my God. It's like, jeez. All right. You didn't make that up. No, it sounds too easy. Yeah. How did she die? She broke the floor. Okay. Yeah. Well, apparently there is a bead shop in the uh, the market as well. Okay. Because it's said to be inhabited by the spirit of a small boy. Okay. Who, when the business had, I mean, it has beads out, I guess, baskets of beads, and was found in a wall that, this was found when they were doing renovations, was found in a wall uh, that had not been accessed for years before the the store had opened. They believe the spirit of the boy was hoarding beads in the wall so that he could play with them. I mean, I guess he's a ghost. He needs something to do. I guess so. Play with beads. What year was he supposedly, did they know when he may have died? No, it doesn't say. I mean, because if it's a, you know, older ghost is going to think beads are cool. It's like, I need some beads. I mean, beads are cool. I mean, they're cool, but if I was a ghost, I would hope that's not what I would be up to. Like, you don't want to just be focused on beads that when you're be, a ghost. That would, I, that would be, like, if I wasn't self-aware about it, another ghost was like, hey, man, you're just putting beads in that wall? I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure you're just putting beads in that wall? I'm like, ah, oh, I guess that's all I'm doing. Oh. <laughs> and I'm trapped here? <laughs> yeah, like, you're totally pumped about it, and someone's like, hey, man, that's fucking stupid. And like, oh, shit, it is. <laughs> you just become sentient. <laughs> right. like, I've been doing this for decades. He, he snaps me out of it. Why have I been doing this? It's like, I don't know, man. You were a ghost. You weren't thinking. Like, yeah, I wasn't. I'm a ghost? <laughs> <laughs> right. How long have I been dead? Oh, my God. 50 years? Yeah, look at all these beads. That's 50 years worth of beads, you loser ghost. Oh, jeez. Well, what else can I do? You're a ghost, man. Figure it out. Yeah. Well, apparently he may have moved on from the beads because... The register drawer opens and closes at night on its own accord. Okay. I thought you were going to be like, yeah, there's a wall full of human skulls. Oh, my God. <laughs> and then the uh, the same spirit, the little boy, yeah. has been seen at the marionettes in the puppet shop, or visiting the marionettes in the puppet shop. Yeah, I see getting creepier. It's getting, it's it's getting, getting creepier. It's getting real creepier. Stay yeah. away from those. Yeah. Marionettes are creepy. Yeah, he's like, are, are you alive like me? Get out of there, ghost. Don't look at those. Uh, also, there's supposedly a magic shop. Again, I've never been here. This is things I read on the internet. Sure. Yeah, I hear you. But there is supposedly a magic shop that's said to be haunted by the spirit of a woman who inhabits a crystal ball. Okay. I like that. 
I do too. Um, the spirit in the crystal ball is supposedly Madame Nora. The spirit used to haunt a shop called the Pharaoh's Treasure before it landed at this current magic shop. And according to the tale, Pharaoh's Treasure received the crystal ball from an old woman who wanted to trade it for a scarab. Though the old woman warned the shop owner that the spirit of Madame Nora was residing in the crystal ball, the owner thought little of it and made the trade regardless. Almost immediately, inexplainable things began to occur. Most notably, objects in the store would move around at night. Madame Nora is said to have been a woman who ran a palace called the Temple of Destiny in the early days of the market. This place was known to have practiced crystal gazing, sand divination, and psychic projection. Apparently she still continues to leave her paranormal imprint today. Uh, yeah. Sorry. That, that was that was it. <laughs> no, that's all. No, that's fine. I was, I was just, just reading from yeah. this article. And, that's yeah, fair. Which is on Legends of America. Well, woman in her life is working with projection and crystal balls, dies, is trapped inside of a crystal ball. Yeah. And now she's here. But, yeah, said to haunt the magic shop, so. I mean, it's just interesting. Uh, wow. It's just interesting because the marketplace seems like, I mean, generally speaking, it seems like a good positive thing for the community. And I guess it always was because it wasn't against the market when people were ripped away to be put in internment camps. That was a separate decision made by someone from a different place. Right. But the market itself seems to be a good, wholesome place. And these ghosts are here because usually ghosts are hanging around like bad places or things that are like. I mean, granted, that woman fell to her death because she was a fat barber. (laughs) (laughs) But, I don't know, it just seems, you know, um, uh, because the princess was good. Mm -hmm. That lady just practiced magic with her crystal ball. She didn't get hit by a bus or anything, did she? Didn't say anything like Uh, that? I didn't say. So, I mean... I didn't say how she died. And, I mean, I was going to say how did a little... But, I mean, if a little boy is a ghost, well, nothing good happened there. Because that's not usually not, you know, it's not a life fulfilled, you know. Right. But, I mean, the trauma keeps you around, not the place being evil. It just seems like there's a lot of, like, even the living congregate here and so do the dead because it's such a communal, positive place is my point. Yeah. It's kind of neat. Mm-hmm. There's also a Greek deli that the owner says there's spirits who fight daily in his walk-in freezer. These guys are fucked. Yeah. Uh, Like aggressive, like yelling, it sounds like. But then like there's nobody in the freezer to the point where the staff are frightened to try to go in the freezer. I mean, if I hear ghosts in the freezer, I'm like, ah, I'll come back later. Yeah. They sound like they're they're working something out. Can you imagine like getting locked into a battle with your one of your coworkers, and regardless of what it, like because i doubt they were both murdered there but like it was such an impact on their lives like, it was the, the big, freezer it was the biggest work argument they've ever had oh my they god they both die and they just live out the cycle for the rest that'd of that'd be eternity. the worst haunting to be trapped It'd be terrible in. I mean, why am i reliving this every day right 
And again, like the guy, like the, the kid who's putting beads in the wall until someone tells him, like, hey, man, what are you doing? He's not snapping out of it. You know, that scenario we made up as if it actually happened. Right. And then, like, through these ghosts from the freezer, you knew the other ghosts to be like, hey, man, you guys are just fighting in the freezer. You're ghosts. Mm-hmm. Oh, what? Oh, my God. Daryl? Daryl? Why are we still in the freezer? Well, because I want to put this on the bottom shelf. Well, I told you before it was the top shelf. You're supposed to FIFO it, not LIFO it. It's got to be. The other ghost is like, this is why you're so stuck here, guys. Let it go. This is stupid. Let it go. (laughs) That's the the ghost doctor I want. He goes to other ghosts. He's like, hey, man. Figure it out. Finish your business and get out of here. Yeah. God, be stuck in a work argument for the rest of eternity. It would just be, God, I want to I die again. <laughs> yeah. Well, at the like, books. How do, I, how do I really die this time? <laughs> yeah. Well, at, at the bookstore, the owners find every morning the same book off the shelf and thrown across the floor. <laughs> this is a man ghost. <laughs> they would pick it back up, yeah. put it back on the shelf, only to find it on the floor again the following day. It doesn't say what book it was. No, because they destroyed it eventually. They got sick of it. They were like, you know what? Fuck you. Oh, so what's that poor... Oh, man. Hopefully that woke that ghost up. Maybe. Yeah, I don't He's know like, what book oh. it was. Would have been neat to know, but... But they got tired of dealing with it, I guess, and they just destroyed it. Or maybe they thought the book was haunted, that specifically. Could that could be. Could have been, too. So, those are a lot of the tales the hauntings that go on at Pike Place Market. There's a lot of them. It's a good amount. It's a nice assortment. Absolutely. Yeah, they do. Uh, they got a nice little website you can go to easily too, PikePlaceMarket.org. Good. And this one was probably the easiest one for me to research in a bit because they got the history of it. Yeah. Written out really well, and like they got a timeline and a bunch of stuff that you can just check out. Which makes it pretty cool for me, you know, checking it out from, I don't know, probably like 1,600 miles away. Yeah, I had to right. guess. Yeah. Somewhere around there. Right. Um, seems cool. And, yeah, then I also took some of the haunting stuff from the legendsofamerica.com. Nice. And I also read about it in, I think, a book of the same name that I have. I think that, yeah, there? that book exists. Yeah, absolutely. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah, lots of cool stuff, though, here. And it is still up and functioning, and they have, I think, I think the gum wall is here. Okay. It's like a tourist attraction thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a fucking mess. (laughs) (laughs) Just look at this. Oh, it's getting cleaned. Oh, what? A Time Magazine article. What? What's the date on this? I guess we're going to have to go to it. After 20 years. Oh, man. We're, I'm way behind. So the gum wall's gone, I think, because this was 2015. But I'd seen pictures of this. But, but I mean, has it... I wonder if they cleaned it and then, like, has it started over? I don't know. Can you imagine a 20-year-old piece of gum? No. 
mean, it seems like a very unsanitary thing. It seems like something that. Well, this article just said it was like the second germiest place in the world. <laughs> well, yeah, it's everybody. And then I closed it. <laughs> in 2015, I figured when you said it was they're getting rid of it, I figured somebody was in a hazmat suit, like after COVID. Like, all right, this has got to go. Well, it looks like the guys cleaning it were in hazmat suits. <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap. Um, but yeah, like it's there's a lot of cool stuff there. It's definitely a tourist attraction. Oh, sure. it's more of a tourist kind of pole place now than it was the farmer's market back in the day. Sure. But it still seems like it has a lot of cool shops, cool yeah. ideas. Um, it looks like everything that goes into the market kind of funds the market and okay. the local businesses. And Very cool. It also helps with uh, low-income people or homeless people, too. So it's very much like a co-op. It just seems like a very good place that shouldn't something something like that should exist, like within driving distance of everybody. Yeah, it, yeah, lots of fresh food. That's so smart. Not corporate, right? Fast food Just type stuff. Take out the middlemen. Yep. And that gets rid of all the factory farming stuff, all the corporate. Take gets rid of all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And yeah, there's places to eat there. Bakeries, places to grab drinks. Very awesome. Places to grab. I'll just read you a quick breakdown of their sure. the farmer's market before you open it and see all the shops. You got artisanal, cheese and dairy, cider, wine, farm-sourced crafts, flowers, fruit and berries, honey, jams, jellies, spreads, preserves, and nuts, meat and poultry, processed foods, and vegetables. So you want all that stuff. That's all good stuff. Yeah, seems like a cool place. I like going to farmer's markets, so yeah, a specialty cool. type of market. Oh, man, and that wasn't even... That's only one part of the market. Oh, jeez. So, yeah, it gets bigger from there. Again, I hope somebody we know has been here, knows about Please. it. Please. Maybe seen a ghost there. Yes. Because it sounds like they're out there. Imagine in a, you being in a sea of people and seeing somebody and then looking away and then, like, they're just gone. Mm-hmm. Because, like, oh, they just got lost in the crowd. But did they? Did they, though? Did that happen? I do not know. But there you go. All right. Hauntings at Pice Plake, ugh, Pike Place Market. Beautiful. I'm very happy about that story. It's a lot. Of, it's a good lot of good stuff. Started off with some hockey. The ghost started off. Uh, just so, <laughs> it's just so crazy. It just took me a second. I just. It was, it was just, just a, such an I know. easy transition. I didn't so think good. it was going to break you like that. <laughs> it, I know. Oh, I mean, that was good. It was just quite a. I know. I didn't. I couldn't have. I couldn't have anticipated that. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully. This is like okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What a twist. It's like, all right. Yeah. What a. What a way to swerve me. I wasn't even trying that hard. I know, that's what I mean. <laughs> wasn't even on purpose. Uh, <laughs> it's just like, all right, this guy ranted about cracking for a while. <laughs> I'm going to talk about my episode, yeah. this psycho. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, geez. So anyways. Yeah, all right, well, <laughs> that's what got me. <laughs> uh, yep. Oh, boy. Well... I mean, yeah, if you've, like Zach said, if you've been to the market, it'd be great to let us know at weirdandfearpodcast at gmail.com. You can post in the comments on the Instagram. Uh, we're on the Facebook, but I mean, Instagram comment is a good place to go. Um, Anchor.fm slash weirdandfeared. Leave us a message about how much you enjoy the Pike Place Market. 
or anything that you enjoy ghost related or send us stuff from there i want something from there yeah send us a treat from the pike place market that would be very cool i would like to go on record saying i am also a fan of treats yeah treats are cool treats are good um, it'd be a treat if you went and supported us on the patreon.com slash weird and feared. If you want to support the show, you can listen to behind the scenes. Um, well, after basically after the show ends, we keep talking. It's called behind the veil. You can listen to us talk about how cool this marketplace is. It's going to be a good time or whatever the hell else we talk about or anything mm-hmm. else. Absolutely. But yeah, support. Yeah. I, I, I was fine. Shop local Yeah. or travel across the country and visit the school place. Or that. That's fine. And stay spooky. Yeah, stay spooky.